Welcome in, Iowa Hawkeye fans, to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I'm Luke Myers. We got a full cast tonight. Joey Myers, Austin Myers, and Sam Middleton. Boys, 4-0. Another great weekend to be a Hawkeye. An absolute dismantling in Kinnick Stadium. What are your thoughts here? Boring. Pretty much what you just said. A dismantling in Iowa City. Uh, Maybe when we start playing some meaningful games, I'll try to remember them. I do have one thing from the game. Tyler Goodson is the GOAT. He's He's good, son. Very good. Yeah. That that play where he uh, caught the corner, like, looked super fast catching the edge and then juked the guy in the open field on the – oh, my – there was literally, like, the crowd let out in, like, a roar. Like, it was just quite the move. I think Amir Smith-Marset might have better moves in the open field, but Goodson is just a power – fast runner with moves he's like a bigger wadley yeah like but this middle tennessee game basically i mean when how we said last week they're bad rushing defense we put up 351 yards on the ground we controlled the line but uh i know it was a bad team but i'd say that was one of nathan stanley's better games he's ever played as a college quarterback i'm pretty sure i could have had the stats he had against that team yeah, Middle Tennessee was just terrible. They're not good. Well, yeah, I mean, I said they were bad. But he, he looked good on some deep throws. That play where he tossed it to Tracy, and Tracy just s- spun it right out, kept running down the field. That was a beautiful play, one of the better passes I've seen from Stanley. It was like I was staring right down the gun barrel with him, and it was – he couldn't have put it in a better spot for Tracy to reel it in and make a move after that. But uh, it was – just domination up front. All of our running backs looked very good. It There was really no flaw in Iowa's game, game plan. They knew what they had to do when they went in there, and they took care of business. Uh, just another business trip for Kirk Ferentz to Kinnick Stadium that day. And it, it sets up well for what we have coming up here because, once again, the Hawkeyes didn't really show anything at all aside from what you would expect from an Iowa Hawkeye football team. Like, nothing tricky. No odd formations, nothing like that. Yeah, um, I will say one one thing of note from uh, the game, though, that shouldn't that we shouldn't let go just unnoticed is that was uh, that was the uh, the most yards ever put up by Kirk Farron's offense. So, I mean, even though it was against a shit team, that's not something that should be overlooked. Cause that's twenty one plus years of coaching to have a first at, in this season pretty remarkable yeah it was like we just keep beating a dead horse here middle tennessee is garbage so (laughs) not much to be expected our next couple opponents are going to be uh night and day difference with michigan and penn state considering they both won respectively to 52 and 59 to nothing this past weekend so it's only going to get more difficult from there uh i would also like to add that 11 a.m's do indeed still suck uh, that's by far the worst start time. I mean, you can't really even, I mean, yeah, you can tailgate a little bit, but like for me, it's an hour and a half trip to Iowa city every Saturday morning. By the time you get there, it's seven o'clock and I don't know, seven thirty, not seven o'clock. I don't know. It just feels like your morning's kind of wasted at that point. This is my take on 11 o'clock kickoffs. If you're actually there for the game and you're tailgating, they suck because it's not enough time. If you're just like at home watching it on TV, 11 o'clock kickoffs, Kind of really nice, because you wake up on a Saturday morning, 
You might eat some breakfast, watch game day, then you got your game right away. Boom, that takes you until like 2 o'clock. Then if there's a good slate of games, you can just watch good football the rest of the day. And if there's not, then you still got the rest of the day ahead of you to do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm all for road games being 11 o'clock starts, but yeah, that they're just horrible. Huge fan of waking up at 10.59 and turning on my TV to some Hawkeye football. Yeah, it is very nice. You bum, Sam. Don't get up till 10.59. Yeah, never mind. That's not a thing anymore. I'll have a four-year-old crawling on me at 8.30. So. <laughs> uh, Man, that sounds horrible. But uh, yeah. it, it is. So, 4-0. Miserable opponent. Nothing to see here. It's kind of like North Texas from 2015. But uh, our neighbor to the west got absolutely slaughtered on national television by the... Ohio State Buckeyes, Nebraska. Just like everyone said was going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, I think Literally that was just... everyone. Helen Keller was even like, "Ohio State's going to kill Nebraska," but it was like muffled, so you couldn't really understand her. The outcome of that game was a surprise to absolutely nobody in the United States living outside of the state of Nebraska. Uh, I feel like even most of Nebraskans were like, we're going to get our butts pounded. Yeah, but I think that there was a lot of them that were like, this is finally our time to shine, big-time opponent, game day. Like, well, this is our chance to kind of turn around the national narrative about how we're still being overrated. And then they came out and were just garbage, and it was hilarious. Yeah, well, Isn't it kind of funny? You look at the last three teams that were added to the Big Ten – and how they all fared this week. Rutgers, yeah, like Nebraska, and Maryland. Seven or something. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. Are, I mean, I, I was uh, inebriated when I got back from the Iowa game. And I still was kind of like in the right. It was obvious to me that you bet Ohio State to cover that 17 and a half point spread. And I ended up winning money. Woke up with more money in my account on Sunday morning. It was just like. If that, like, okay, I know it's Ohio State, and Ohio State's exceptionally good, like, amazing offense, Justin Fields, whatnot, but Nebraska just stinks. There's no being around the bush. They're a bad football team, and any Nebraska fan that honestly believes that, oh, we're catching tough luck right now, that's just idiotic. You beat a bad Illinois, a historically bad Illinois team by four points. You lose to Colorado. Granted, I believe that was on the road, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but they, they did beat Alabama. The oh wait, never mind, South Alabama. Oh, <laughs> but they won a title in the '90s, guys. Who cares? Quit living in the past. You're done. Like I saw somebody something uh, on Twitter that said, "Should uh, Nebraska fans just face the fact that they're not title contenders anymore?" Yeah, they probably should. Like it's been yeah, like five years ago. <laughs> They were not. They got they got smoked by Wisconsin in that Big Ten title game. Like it was like fifty nine to nothing. So yeah, I, I mean I'm not anybody who still buys the hype or anything at all with Nebraska is just foolish and doesn't know college football at all. The, the only place you can buy Nebraska hype anymore is Kmart. All right, Pete. Through their first seventeen games. Uh, Scott Frost and what's his face? I was at Nebraska before Scott Frost. Something, yeah. Uh, 
Riley had three more wins through their first 17 games than Scott Frost does, which is pretty funny. That's a horrible Uh, statistic. (laughs) You want to hear another really bad one? Uh, Through 21 games at Iowa State, Matt Campbell and Paul Rhodes have the exact same record, and they each have one bowl win, too. So maybe the whole Matt Campbell at Iowa State thing isn't going as well as their fans would like to think that it is. Uh, yeah, that's, I for, I had forgotten all about that game somehow, but, uh, I did, I didn't watch a lot of it, but they were down, what were they down, 20 to 7 or 21 to 7 at one point? 20 to nothing. 20, 20 to nothing. Oh. In the fourth quarter. Oh. The fourth, yeah. That's just brutal. I know it's Baylor and like, they're not a bad hey, football team. It was a hundred degrees. Okay. They didn't get <laughs> tense on the sideline. Oh my Not god. Not to stand for Iowa State, but that is actually kind of a shitty thing of Baylor to be like, actually no, you can't have shade even though it's a million degrees. But <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to deal with the cards that you're dealt, so suck yeah, it. That's up. not the first time. Not the first time Baylor had some shady practices. Oh, oh but I'm... I don't get it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, we Google. can't explain that on air. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah. Something Iowa would never do cuz Kirk Ferentz got strong moral moral you know? compass yep moral compass yep. uh but- did you guys see that uh nebraska fans were trying to start a boycott uh wendy's type deal going on because first of all wendy's twitter account is fucking hilarious they will roast anybody at any time of the day it's hilarious and they like when it was in the middle of the third quarter when it was like 30 something to nothing Wendy's like official Twitter account tweeted out something about how Nebraska fans might want to stop in and get a, a chocolate frosty to like help cool the burn or whatever. <laughs> and then a bunch of and then a bunch of Nebraska's fans saw that and got all pissed off and they were like, "Oh, I'm glad to see that Wendy's has absolutely no class. Won't be eating there again. Like boycott Wendy's and th- things like that." And I'm like, "Grow up!" It was a freaking joke. Uh, I have it's a like hot day fans boycotting come and go oh yeah that was <laughs> stupid yeah. too that was so soft too i will apologize too it's stupid also come and go is just like their, their corporate would not say it but they're iowa people me and joey had a professor last year whose dad was like the founder of come and go and they're huge iowa donors like um his name is kevin kraus right out in front of or you know behind the south side of Kinnick where the statue is that's called the Kraus family plaza it's named after like that guy's family like the come and go founders family they're big time Iowa donors so they were doing that probably because they like Iowa and they should not have had to apologize for that I have a hot take about Wendy's uh Uh, I would rather have a Wendy's chicken sandwich over any other chicken sandwich from a fast food chain To be honest, what was that? Even Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is number two, but yeah, I'd still rather have an Asiago chicken sandwich from Wendy's any day of the week. You ever tried Popeyes? Yeah, I've had Popeyes <laughs> before. Overrated, mm. overpriced diarrhea. Whoa! <laughs> hey, come on, let's not be alienating listeners. <laughs> hey, as opposed as opposed to, um cheap diarrhea from wendy's that's false that's a false narrative and you know it if you rip i don't know i was just there on friday oh yeah well i don't know maybe you guys need to get better food because i don't have diarrhea really from eating any fast food so (laughs) 
Oh, really? Taco Bell, Sam? Uh, I didn't have diarrhea. It came out solid. Oh, congrats. Humble brag by Sam right there. Uh, But we were talking a little bit about boycotting and whatnot right there. So the whole Carson King situation that's played itself out here over the last two weeks. uh, Would anybody like to share some thoughts on this? Because I have a couple. The people that said they were going to boycott Anheuser-Busch are idiots. And they don't know how to read because all the outrage on Facebook was, oh, they're, they're not matching the donation. No, they clearly stated they were still going to match the donation. They're just cutting off their affiliation with Carson King. And honestly, who the hell cares? Pretty much the, only, the only bad thing to come out of that is he's not getting free beer anymore. The kids are still getting help, so why would anybody care? First yeah. of all, don't read uh, stuff on Facebook ever. Secondly, back to point one. Which is what? Oh, yeah, what are you gonna say here, Sam? Are you high? <laughs> why are you reading, why are you reading like nobody on nobody nobody on Twitter thought that Bush was not gonna pay? Ah, I, I saw a lot of that. I think yeah, right away there was a lot of well, there, a lot of uneducated takes. I think they. I do think Anheuser Bush put out a statement first that did make it seem like they weren't gonna match the donation anymore, but they put out one like shortly after that that cleared the whole situation up we don't yeah we don't need to get in anheuser-busch is so stupid for pulling out on that yeah it Who is didn't quote Taj point when they were 16 years old i mean let's be real it's super petty oh. and like uh, there's so much about this that makes me mad like yeah the guy the kid from the des moines register everybody should have been pissed at him should he been the one to get fired no it should have been the editor at the des moines register like what? Uh, but he got absolutely shelled. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, you you can't be digging eight years into somebody's past to try and pull that up if you got all the stuff that he did just sitting out on his Twitter waiting for it to be lit off. Um, but so in like that story, they said while doing a routine background check, it was discovered. And what world is a story about two million dollars being donated? To a children's hospital require a background check of going through somebody's social media posts from eight years ago. How is that r- routine? That's clearly somebody looking for something bad about somebody so they can like ha- make a different narrative. You know what, guys? This kid's doing a really good thing. We should try to find something terrible that he tweeted and uh, ruin it for him. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah. Like, what even? I don't even understand why they have to do a background check. On a kid who's donating millions of dollars, you know? And, like, yeah, sure. Maybe you want to check and make sure that he's not, like, a neo-Nazi or something. (laughs) His tweet from a week ago, Hail Hitler. Right, like, if if there's that out there, yeah, maybe we should cancel the kid. But if you're going back for eight years, and the, the only questionable thing that you can find after, you know, eight years is a couple quotes from Tosh.0, which is a show on cable television. So it's not like it was the worst thing in the world that he could have done anyway. It's just so ridiculous that they referred to that as being a routine background check. That was clearly somebody trying to find something negative so they could create a story for themselves. Yeah, uh, but I, like me personally, I've been super cautious about this before. Like I've keyword, uh, keyword my Twitter name and certain derogatory terms. And I've siphoned through it and got rid of pretty much anything too racy in the past. Like what, Luke? 
Well, Jeez. Uh, you know, are you self-admitting to stuff right yeah, here? Hey, do we have to? We all make mistakes when we're kids. Hey, you know what? I will pay what? anybody one dollar, one dollar to anybody who can search through my tweets and find something derogatory. That's yeah, because you already deleted all. Yeah, unless, it's unless it's about Iowa State. Unless it's about Iowa State. Time out. Check this out. I did the same thing, and I didn't say anything bad, but I got called a lot of really bad names. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's yeah, it happens. Twitter's yeah. vicious. And, and, in other news, this is the Hawkeye Tilga Report presented by Austin Myers, Joey Myers, and Sam Middleton. We no longer have affiliation with Luke Myers. <laughs> no affiliation with Luke Myers, and this podcast does not exist. Uh, yeah, okay. Does anybody have any other final comments on Carson King here? Um, I don't know. I just think that it's overall great story. I saw today that uh, Dan Gable and Kirk Ferentz both had like videos saying like encouraging people to per- to like donate last minute here because today is the last day of it. Um, and it's just awesome. Yeah, I just awesome thing. Good for Carson King. Uh, it kind of whole the whole thing kind of fell in his lap, but he really took it and ran with it. And good for that kid. Just a great Iowa all around. We're gonna wrap up the Middle Tennessee State talk here with uh, one. Final note. I know we kind of already moved on, but it just came back into my mind. Uh, the Brady Ross comment after the game after about his first touchdown. Austin, do you want to say what it was one more time? Because I can't really remember it. Um, I don't know what the exact quote was, but it was along the lines of him saying that, you know, touchdowns are great and everything, but he'd rather just hit somebody than score for himself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have some breaking news here on the uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy no we don't Luke is there anything you'd like to say to the public <laughs> no no I would not well, okay so I'll yeah that Brady Ross Venmo. comment uh, my Venmo is it's just A-M-M-M-M-M-I-D-D. Iowa football down to the bone <laughs> yeah so the Brady Ross comment was just Iowa football down to the bone and uh I, I like it made pardon my take really big podcast. I I'm sorry. We're we're all over the place right now. Uh we we had some stuff happen here. But all right. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So uh yeah. What do you guys think about the Baby Ross comment? Bring it back in here. I think it's great. It's a, it's a very fullback and football guy quote to say. You know, touchdowns are great. I'd rather hit somebody. Also, he probably just didn't want to say anything too risky because after Kirk roasted him in the first week after he fumbled, <laughs> and he goes, if you play fullback for the University of Iowa, you essentially give up your right to carry the football. <laughs> so I'm more mad that they didn't give the ball to Goodson three times there. Like, cool, really? Brady Ross scored a touchdown, but Tyler Goodson should have had that. I don't know. I... I like seeing Brady Ross get the ball. Goodson will get his. He'll get plenty of touchdowns over his career. There's no doubt about that. Brady Ross won't get a ton of touchdowns. So it's good to see that. All right. Yeah, but that hurts Heisman campaign this year, but whatever. Yeah, but it will fuel the fire for next year's Heisman campaign. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That is all I have to say about that, Forrest Gump. All right. Uh, we actually didn't, I actually did an interview inside of Kinnick Stadium at halftime of the game on Saturday, so I got three guys there for it. Uh, it was kind of fun. Shoot some shit during a game, during halftime. 
You can hear the marching band playing in the background if you're into that kind of stuff. But we're going to do an ad read from one of our sponsors right here right now. If you're a small business person and have limited resources, contact Brian Myers at Safeguard Eastern Iowa to help you out. Safeguard has all of the products you need to help you operate and market your business. The best thing is this, that Safeguard's product and services are priced for small businesses, so it saves you money. Call Brian at 815-535-6840 for more information. That's 815-535-6840. Uh, we only got one interview up here this week on the podcast, and it's actually a group of people. Do you guys know each other? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're all different. Do you guys go to college or something together? Most of us do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Same area. All right, so what's your guys' names? Clayton Sampson. Matt Schrader. Uh, Dan Shaw. All right, so do you guys have seen tickets, or is this a once-a-year once type situation going on? Tickets. I have season tickets. All right. This is one of, like, five games I'm going to this year. So. Yeah, all right, all right. So clearly handling Middle Tennessee State right now. We got Penn State, Michigan coming up. What are you guys thinking about those two games? I think I think we can handle Michigan on the road. How bad they've looked on offense. It might be an ugly game, but I think we go in that one. I'm worried about Penn State coming in here. We have to get pressure on the quarterback, which we have struggled with so far this year. I think Penn State will be one of those classic games where the environment and Kinnick and just the environment all day is crazy. So it'll be tough to not look ahead to that game next week against Michigan. It's after the way Michigan's played, I'm feeling a lot more confident with them week by week. Um, I think the Penn State game though is going to be kind of the deciding factor of this season going forward. Does uh, Penn State's outcome last night kind of strike the fear of God into you a little bit, beating Maryland 59 to nothing? No, because I didn't buy Maryland at all. (laughs) I I did buy Maryland for two weeks, but now (laughs) with the way the the season's going, I mean, Penn State will be a tough game, but I, I think, like you said, I think with the home field advantage, I think we can take care of them. They looked better last night than they had the previous two weeks, but who knows if they'll still have that in two weeks against us coming into Kinnick. All right, so God forbid we blow a 24-point lead here in the second half of this game. We're going to be 4-0. What's the rest of the season look like, record-wise? 8-0 the rest of the season. 8-0, I love that. I love that. Well, we've we've never ended up with a bad season starting 4-0, so I'm just keep hoping we keep that tradition going. I think at worst, 10-2. At worst, 10 and 2. At the beginning of the year, I thought we were in the 8 and 4, 10 and 2 range, but beating Iowa State certainly helped there. Uh, I, I got some trivia questions. You guys up for them? Yes. Always. Always? Let me pull them up here just a sec. All right. Before this season, how many weeks had Iowa spent in the AP Top 25? A, 69, B, 318, C, 400. You got this one. <laughs> A B, I'll go with B. Anybody else got a guess? We'll, we'll go one answer every question. Yeah. Alright. Alright, it is uh B. B is correct answer. Three hundred sixty-nine was there t- for people kind of take the bait a little bit, you know, so <laughs> whatever. Uh the next question. What former Iowa quarterback has thrown the most completions in a game? Former. What was that? I was just saying former, so it can't be Drew Tate? I think so. I'm gonna go with Drew Tate. It's actually Chuck Hartley. Would anybody like to venture a guess how many completions he had? Like 39. Yeah. I was going to say like 42. You're closer. 45. 44 is the correct answer. 44 completions in one game. 
And the final question is, who holds the record for punt return yards in one game, set in 1939? Oh, 1939. Uh, <laughs> Niall Kinnick. Niall Kinnick is the correct answer. A surprising amount of people have gotten that wrong so far that I've talked to him about this year. Yeah, so, guys, thanks for coming on the podcast. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thanks again to those guys for taking time out of their halftime show. Uh, they could be going to the bathroom or whatnot, getting food uh, for the interview. Uh, we're going to have another ad from our sponsor here. It's Demer Oil, Inc., uh, based out of Dubuque County. they got three locations, Worthington, Monticello, Holy Cross. Winter's coming up. It's going to be getting cold inside your house. You're going to want to make sure you have heat pumping into your house so you can keep your kids warm, your dogs warm, you warm, your loved ones warm. So you need some help with that, go to DemerOilInc.com. That's D-E-M-M-E-R-O-I-L-I-N-C.com. Uh, contact or ask for Steve or Toby. Uh, the phone number is 1-800-433-3835. That's 1-800-433-3835. Uh, now to some segments. Uh, we got Michigan this weekend, and everybody knows Ann Arbor's a whore. The question is, how big of a whore is she? Well, uh, let's just say, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. Well. Hey, would would now be a good time to do the um, Urban Dictionary reads because there's some about Ann Arbor. Yeah, sure, we can do that. Okay, do you want me to start with Ann Arbor? Yes. Okay, I'll read what I have. Yes. <laughs> this one is in quotes, so it's it's read like from a person from Ann Arbor. I am from Ann Arbor, Michigan. I know what the deuce is. If you don't, if you don't, don't bother asking. I know more names for marijuana than you have friends and every possible way to use it. I've done them all and made up my own. Everything is a potential drinking game, and if you can't see that, you sure aren't from the same place as me. You want to play flip cup, quarters, dice? You want to get your ass beat? Bring it on. No, I can't dance. No, I don't care. You think the enemies of of pioneers are Indians? Think again. They're river rats. Welcome to the big house where we bleed maize and gold, not blue and gold, like every other college in the country. <laughs> I know you know our fight song. Don't even bother trying to drive your car downtown. You can't figure out the one ways or parallel park. And we know you're out of town because we know you're out of town because your car isn't covered in bumper stickers. Yes, it's hot in here, and I'm taking a vodka shot right now. At least I'm at least I'm taking more than you. And what the hell is soda? It will always be pop. And there's only one Ann Arbor, and kids from the Deuce are simply a different breed. And then Ann Arbor. Similar to John Cena's five-knuckle shuffle, the Ann Arbor is the process of a girl fitting all five knuckles of her hand into a man's asshole. (laughs) And then we also have Ann Arbor, a disease-infested whore who has crooked refs on their side. (laughs) Ann Arbor, home of the University of Cookie Cutter Bitches, black spandex, Boston accents, and sentences that end in a question. Um, The Ann Arbor Steamer, a crafty maneuver in which one person enters a bathroom where someone else is taking a hot, steamy shower and takes a shit, thereby creating a warm, moist cloud of noxious fumes. Um, and I also have some just for Michigan. <laughs> Michigan Wolverines. The Michigan Wolverines are the first top ten team to ever lose to a Division One AA team. This should tell you how much this team really sucks. Um, Michigan Wolverines, the number one source of income for the Walmart Corporation. Look at all those Michigan Wolverine fans. Walmart must be having a sale. <laughs> and then I have one, Jim Harbaugh. 
football coach for that team up north, not even the best coach in his family, and can't beat the Ohio State University and whines about it. Had success in the NFL, but his brother drove him out and sent him back to college. Uses celebrities to draw attention to his team, but results in crying Jordan memes most of the time. That's what Uh, I have. Oh, good, good. Uh, Yeah, so you guys want to move on to what are your thoughts on the game this weekend? Um, I'm glad that Rutgers had to play them uh, this week instead of us because I think that they were very pissed off about how that Wisconsin game went, so they were coming out, you know, ready to hit somebody. Um, so I'm glad that, that week has gotten past. I, I like Iowa's chances in the game, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, you know, Michigan is always a tough place to play at, and also I think that it's going to be the small things that decide the game, and they're kind of the small things that are you know, the only things that Iowa hasn't done particularly well so far this season, which would be our punt return game has not been very good. Uh, it just seems like we're fair catching the ball inside the 10 when we should let it bounce, not cutting off a ball, and then it bounces you know, 15 yards, something like that. So we're going to need to be better in that aspect. And then also, I just think that our late game or like late in half clock management has not been very good this season. Um, so if we have you know, a situation at Michigan next week where we have the ball minute 30 left, two timeouts, how are we going to manage that clock? Because so far this year we haven't done it very well. But I think that if we can do both of those things well, we'll win the game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's kind of like the game last weekend. Their defensive line doesn't really scare me much. So I think we could have a lot of success on the ground again this week with a little Nathan Stanley sprinkled in there. I think it could be a good recipe for our offense. Our defense is just coming together slowly but surely here. I mean, we have had a ton of injuries in the secondary and whatnot. We're going to start getting healthier there. We're going to be not full strength, but we'll be getting there. We'll, we'll have a good, solid team up in Michigan this weekend. I think I think this is the more winnable, winnable game between this and Penn State. So I think the Hawkeyes can come out of there with a win, even though it is on the road. All right. Here's how it's going to go, fellas. <laughs> couple things here. Sean Byer, breakout game. He's going to have a tutty. Epines is going to have two sacks. Duncan will be perfect. Hawks are going to win by 10. Ooh. And the Michigan student section is going to sing Mr. Brightside beautifully. Also, wait, you guys saw that video last year, didn't you? Against like mm-hmm. Notre Dame, it was raining. And oh, yeah, yeah. Turn off Mr. Brightside, and they just kept, they sang the rest of yeah, it was pretty cool. Anywho, <laughs> I'm insanely nervous because I want to win this game so bad. Because five Penn State coming in sounds so much better than four and one. Yeah. So, I, and, and 11 a.m. I think 11 a.m. helps us more than it mm-hmm. does Michigan. Um, something uh, notable for us that showed up on the death chart that uh, Kirk released today is that. Uh, Alaric Jackson and Kavon Merriweather both showed up back on our two deeps, uh, which would lead me to believe that even if they can't start, they'll both get playing time at Michigan, which would help us tremendously as they were both listed as starters for the first game of the season. So it's just nice to see that we're starting to get some of those players back from injury as well. And they're both from Michigan, fun fact. Are they? And yep. I, be, I always want to beat Michigan and everything, just because this is going to be hard to believe, but... Behind Iowa State and Nebraska, this they are the team I hate the most. I cannot stand Michigan. Like people, like 
a lot of people don't like Ohio State more. I, I don't know what it is. I just – it might be kind of like the Nebraska effect a little bit, how they think they're really good, but really they haven't been that good. And, like, when was the last – I mean, when they Lloyd Carr was there, they were good, but – Did Brady Hoke die? <laughs> the Brady Hulk years. He always drove me nuts because he would never wear a headset on the sidelines. Like, how are you supposed to coach if you're not wearing a headset? He, that guy drove me insane. I think I hate about 30 teams more than I hate Michigan. Mm-mm. Maybe I hate I hate Michigan a lot more in football than I do basketball, though. So that might have something to do with it. Oh, I don't know. Their basketball team always has one big white foreign guy that I cannot stand. Mo Wagner. Yeah, John Beeline. I guess he's not there anymore. But yeah, I was going to say, John Beeline is respectable. Yeah, coach. John Beeline was awesome. I think we've actually talked about him, about how much we liked him before on the podcast back in the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, screw you, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going down this weekend. Uh, Austin, do we got some thoughts from space this week? I want to uh, hear Joey's thoughts on the game. I'll report next week with my thoughts on the game. <laughs> Are you going to be able to? Yeah. I hope so. Well, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch it because uh, I have Dish at home. Uh, and You can come uh, to my place. Well, I'm, sure I'm optional. <laughs> I would, but I'm going to be back at my parents' place because I got a wedding this weekend. Um, and the game is on Fox, and Dish and Fox just like Dish just lost all of Fox's programming. So if I can't watch that game, I am rioting. I'm, I may have a- to riot. I may have a rightful rant coming up about that. I was going to so say, can I let's, have a rightful rant real quick? Yeah, no, I'm, after Thoughts <laughs> from Space, I'm starting, I'm starting a rightful rant. All right, Austin, <laughs> Thoughts from Space. Okay. Uh, here we go, getting pulled up. All right, keeping this short this week. Used cheap TP camping at a bachelor party this weekend, and now it hurts if I sit for very long, if you know what I mean. Not much to discuss with MTSU. Holy shit, those guys suck, but could probably beat Nebraska. <laughs> Things about Michigan. We gotta control the clock and not give up the deep ball on defense. Really hoping D-backs hold up. Also, worry about punt returner still. Really poor so far this year. Any mistakes could be a difference maker. Um, difference maker like Wisconsin last year. Uh, fuck yes, khakis are cool. Not the camouflage ones, but regular. Big time panty droppers, but beware of swamp ass if you get cheap thin pairs. Uh, <laughs> Iowa State, LOL. Nebraska, LOL. Uh, final thought: the Twins win the division after Mauer retires. Coincidence? I think not. Joe must be as overrated as Kirk Cousins. AB comeback of the week goes to my anus on a speedy recovery from the TP or lack thereof. <laughs> All right. Space Cowboy may be put on probation here for that Joe Maurer <laughs> comment. That's absurd. That's just a wild statement. And I, I figured that was going to get you going. I don't appreciate it. Uh, but I'm going to jump into my rightful rant here. And it, it just triggered Football me. season weddings suck. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one too. Wait, but not going to be your rightful rant? No, it was oh, going to wow. be about how petty Dish Network is for... I, I hate how these major TV networks disable fans from being able to watch their favorite teams because they like to have a biggest wang swing contest with the networks. Like if if both sides weren't just such ignorant pricks and would come together and make the viewer happy instead of being concerned about what's going on, you're going to be making money either way by not having the channel operable during big games like Iowa, Michigan, you're really screwing yourselves because you're not getting a profit from that. 
it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, just quit being such ignorant pricks. It's kind of like the whole Spider-Man with Marvel thing, how Sony or whatever had kept the rights and they weren't going to give it to Marvel because they weren't ponying over the dough. Marvel just had to pony it over. They did. Everybody's happy now. It's going to be an awesome movie coming out. I, it just drives me nuts. Quit being so tight and ignorant pricks. Make everybody happy. That's it. Thank you, Luke. No problem. Sam, would you like to also have a rightful rant about uh, weddings during football season? It sounds yes. like you were working on one. Please. I, I don't understand this for one like one thing, especially in the state of Iowa. Why are you getting married in the fall on a Saturday when you know people like me are going to complain about it? And there's a lot of people like me. I, how many other weeks are there in the year? Like, 40? 40. Like, really? Yes. You yeah. can pick one of the other 40? I don't care if there's that football game on. It's my day. Yeah, well, maybe you should care about your guests, because I don't want to sit here and watch you walk up and down the aisle with your 97-year-old dad. I want to watch the Hawks beat Michigan, you know? Sorry. Yeah. I just hate people get married in the fall. Like, grow up. I'm not one to comment on that, because... It, you gotta please the wife or whatever, but no happy wife yeah, happy life. That's they, not true. That's I've why had, I'm I, I've had a couple of cousins get married on Saturdays in the fall, and like a lot of people end up finding a way to watch the game while they're at your well, wedding. Yeah, I'm not gonna That's, pay attention to your wedding. I'm gonna stream it on my phone like an adult. But just <laughs> don't have your wedding on college football Saturday unless it's a bye week. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. Bye week. Go for it. I'm even all right with like a like an early in the season road game if it's against a really bad opponent, you know, like or even, yeah, I, it, I'm not all right with it. You're right, Sam, but it, yeah, I, I get where you're you're coming from here because it is, yeah, it's kind of frustrating sometimes. They just don't see it. It's my day. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be at your day because <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus! Wow. Even though you're my sister, I hate you. <laughs> you're tacky and I hate you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, does anybody else got anything else to say on this show here before we wrap it up? Oh, I'm going to beat Michigan so bad. I don't think I've ever wanted to win a game so bad in my entire life. Except for like the big yeah, this... title but and the Rose Bowl and like quite a few other games. And Iowa still. State two weeks ago. I knew we were going to win in the back. <laughs> You you hedged them in the second half. All right, <laughs> Joey, what were you saying? This next two weeks of Iowa football is finally going to be fun to watch because we're playing real competition, so that'll be cool. Well, Looking forward Michigan to that. Could you imagine? Yeah, you're true. Okay, so we have Michigan and Penn State and then Purdue. Could you imagine if we go 3-0 and in this stretch and then the first college football playoff rankings come out? You would have to imagine we'd be a top-five team. I don't really think you need to add Purdue into that. Like, yeah, Purdue. <laughs> no, well, you can't lose to Purdue is what I'm saying. Like, you can't go out well, there. Well, if we beat Michigan and Penn State, I if we lose to Purdue, I'm literally gonna like just get an airplane and jump out of it with no parachute. Bet. <laughs> no, but like, we'll be a top five team if we are seven and zero when those first rankings come out. Um. <laughs> With wins over Iowa State on the road, Penn State, and Michigan, Michigan yeah, on the road. You got to think who's going to is Alabama, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah. Are they going to lose? 
Well, Clemson almost lost with, to a bad North Carolina be happy team. With eight or, be happy with 8 or 9 at 4, 7, and 0. I'm just saying, there's a chance. It. Hey, let's also not be hating on Mac Brown's Tar Heels. <laughs> All right, whatever. Mac Brown's Dope. The ACC is competing with the Pac-12 for the worst conference. If they if the ACC didn't have Clemson, they'd be just as bad or worse. Oh yeah, I know. I I do think that Clemson is still the best team in college football, but my God, they don't play anybody all season long. The ACC outside of Clemson, from number two all the way down to the bottom, is just a garbage conference. They're yeah, real bad. Well, like Virginia it's was like their Dowling second. playing like Des Moines, Hoover, and North and Lincoln. That's basically, what it is. <laughs> They're uh, their second. The ACC's second best team is Virginia, who hasn't been nationally relevant in. I can't this even year. remember. <laughs> yeah, this year, like, and still they weren't even ranked higher than like twenty four or something like that. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap up this episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. We got Michigan this weekend, biggest game of the year to this point. Uh, hopefully we can come out of here with a win. Follow us on Twitter at go underscore Hawks Iowa. My Twitter page is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's Twitter page is Joe Mama two one nine six. Austin Myers Twitter page is Myers Austin, and Sam Middleton's is at S A M M M I D D. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Go leave a rating. Tell your friends about us. Uh, as always, guys, go Hawks. <laughs> <laughs>